important thing we can do, and that's uh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, because He is good all the time, as Dave always tells us, uh, that God is good all the time. And so we're going to come to praise that one today. Let's, uh, let's bow and pray, and then we're going to stand up, we're going to say hello to each other, and then we're going we're gonna to do uh, the, the most important. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for this day. What a, what a blessing it is to come to be part of this family. And to uh, just to, to share our hurts, to share our burdens, to share uh, our dreams, to share the good times. Uh, we're so excited for so many things, but at the same time, God, we, we come here today with, with pain. Pain for our brothers and sisters who've gone through loss. Pain for our uh, people who are, are experiencing great uh, pain and, and, and having tests and cancer and and all the things that are going on in our world and, and in our family's life today. So we just come to leave all those burdens at the side and to lift up your name. We love you and praise your name. Amen. Stand up, walk around, and say hello to at least three people. Three. You got three. Three people. Come on. One, 
two, three. Nice time here this morning saying hi to everybody. Like Jeff said, this has been kind of a rough week, but you know what? We're going to lift our name, lift the Lord's name on high. We're going to have a little fun here to start out at first this morning. So first of all, I want you to all raise your hand if this statement is true. So if raise your hand if you are too cool for school. Oh, well, okay. There's a few. All right. So those of you that are too cool, you don't have to worry about it. But the rest of us who are not too cool for school, you're going to do some hand motions on this song, okay? Can you guys do that? Wait, go like this. Yeah, all right, we can do that. Because you said you weren't too cool for school. I know the ones that are too cool, you know, they're too cool. But the rest of us, we're not too cool. So we're going to practice it here in a minute, and then we're going to play it. And it's kind of an older song, but, you know, not compared to the hymns, I guess. But... To assist us this morning, we have our two lovely assistants. If you want to give them a hand, Ms. Diane Lucas and Connie Law. Come up here, ladies. They're going to assist us in this. So how many of you guys remember the, uh, the song, Lord, I Lift Your Name on High? I know it's a little bit corny, but that's okay. I'm, I'm shooting for corny today, okay? So if you think Wade's corny, just that's what I'm shooting for. Okay, so we're going to sing it a couple times without music, just so you guys can get used to do it. We're just going to do the choruses, as I recall. Ready? So let's go into the chorus. So you guys ready? Watch these ladies see what they do. We'll try to help it too. <clears throat> you came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth through the cross. My debt to pay from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. Okay, those of you that have coffee, put it on the ground, Jim. Come on. You can't do this with coffee, all right? <laughs> I'm going for corny, all right? So let's be a little corny this morning. Can we be corny? All right. Let's try it one more time without music with these ladies just guiding us. Are you ready? Everybody ready? Here we go. You came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross. My debt to pay from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. All right. Give yourselves a hand. All right, we're going to do it for real now, okay? So we're going to do a verse, chorus, that's where you do it in the chorus, then we're going to do another verse, and then two choruses. So here we go. You guys ready?
Field was was Dave Baker doing it? Okay, just making sure. So I was gonna give him a hard time if he didn't. All right, thanks for being corny with me for this morning. So um, this next song is Old Church Choir, and it's gonna be sung by Mila. And last week she won two first places for she's gonna correct me if I'm wrong, vocalist of the year and entertainer of the year, right? At, yeah, give her a hand. This is kind of a big deal down in uh, Gatlinburg at the North American Country Music Association. So North American Country Music Association. Kind of a big deal. And she took first place. So we're real proud of her. And this is one of the songs that she did. Yeah, you give her another clap. We're very proud of her.
giving me meal and Sean up here and I'm leading. What a wonderful thing. I appreciate it. So this week's been tough for us as a church family, real tough, you know, and it's like it never ceases to amaze me how life is such a roller coaster up and down. And I don't mean to make this about me for a second, but I, I got to give an example of that. It was just it was just too profound to not talk about it. So last Sunday evening, I was feeling a little, little bummed a little bit because my father-in-law is going, going through so much pain with his uh, nerve condition. And um, so I was just kind of sitting there getting ready for a small group and got a text about Yancey and Judy's daughter. And I mean, I just, it, it really affected me. I mean, I just, I started tearing up and just, it was just totally sad, you know, it just kind of hit me from out of the blue, didn't know about it. And I was just horribly sad for my friends. And then literally three, four minutes later, I get a text from Mila telling me that she'd won two first prizes, you know, and it was like I went from lowest of the lows to the highest of the highs being happy for her, but, you know, that's just how it is as a human being, you know, and being a Christian is no different, you know, we go from highs to lows, you know, and um, we, we need to be there for each other to go through both, celebrate the celebrations and mourn the losses, and, you know, as we go through pain, one of the things we can always remember is Jesus that he's gone through it. He knows what it's like. I mean, here he is. God had unlimited power, has unlimited power, create the universe, time, space, people, love, compassion, justice. He created it all. And yet he decided, you know what? I'm not only going to die from your sins, I'm going to be tortured and publicly killed for it. So, so we got Jesus to look to when we're going through some pain because he's been there. So we'll just put it all on him and focus on heaven. <clears throat> So these next two songs, I try to kind of bring that up.
church we thank you for your love and kindness and your salvation we just lift your name on high right now jesus precious name amen come to the time where we uh, do communion and offering. We have a communion table up here in offering baskets, and we have offering baskets in the back in communion, and it's Dollar Sunday, so if you have an extra dollar in your pocket, we'd really appreciate it if you put it in that uh, jug back there. We use it for some ministries that we don't normally put in our budget, so uh, we'd really appreciate it if you could put some a dollar in there. I'm going to do something a little different this morning. I'm going to just talk, not read a bunch of stuff. And uh, Jesus, we know Jesus died on the cross for us, and that's what we celebrate with communion. But Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit, they talk to us, and we just, we just need to listen. And I think through my life, they've talked to me in many ways. Uh, I grew up in Whiteland, you know, a few miles down the road here, and uh we had a lady that lived across the street that her family was missionaries out in Oklahoma. And uh, she invited us kids to church because my mom and dad didn't really go to church. So she invited us and some of the kids went, and I was one of them. And we went to Sunday school and everything. And one week they had a revival. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been to a revival, but uh, they can be eye-opening. Uh, so I went to this revival in the evening. It was, this was Baptist Church in Whiteland. And I, I got saved when I was 13 years old. And I got my brothers and sisters kind of made fun of me. You know, you got saved? And, you know, some of the other kids, you know. But I think it was a good thing for me. And then, you know, you get in your teenage years and you kind of get astray and you do wild things. And uh, a buddy of mine uh, got drafted into the Marine Corps. And he says, you guys, you need to go in the Navy with me. So I don't, I don't want to go to Marine Corps boot camp. So <laughs> uh, he talked us all into going into the Navy. So I think that was something through God because I went out to California, you know, went to all these schools and everything, got to see a lot of the world. I met my wife out there. And uh, I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't got that message to go join the Navy. And the guy that talked us into joining the Navy became a guard at uh, the California Correctional Facility. And he rose to the rank of captain, and he, uh, he uh, was a godly man and brought many people to Christ there. And he actually cut two albums, Christian albums, while I was there. And then uh, I met my wife. We've been married 50 years, This actually next month, so, uh, which is a good thing. 
Thank you. But then we came back to Indiana, and I was working at Arvin's here on Hurricane. You know, it was that's where everybody worked then because there wasn't much here. So uh, I worked at Arvin's for a couple of years, and I took the civil service test, and I got a call from the post office. They wanted me to come in for an interview. So I talked to the plant manager at Arvin's, and I think God talked to him because he says, get out of here. Go someplace else. This place is going downhill. So I went to the post office, and I've been there 42 years, or was there 42 years until I retired. So I think that God talks to us in many ways, and we just need to listen. Uh, we need to listen to our spouses, too, because I'm sure my wife will say I don't listen to her all the time. So, uh, but there's, God talks, there's three primary ways that God speaks to us today. Uh, through, the, through his word. Uh, and Joshua says, be strong and courageous because the task ahead will be, not be easy. It's not easy living around like we are now. But obey God's word and read and study the word. The second way is through the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 6. The mind is governed by the flesh, by flesh is death. But the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. And the third way is through other believers in Christ. God uses people to speak to us, pastors, uh, small group leaders, friends, family. We just need to listen. I'm sure I haven't listened all the time, but I think that God's been in my life enough that he's guided me to where I am today. So as we take these, these emblems today, remember that Jesus died for you on the cross and listen to him. Listen to God. Listen to the spirit and uh, your life will be a much better place. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you that uh, we can come together and uh, take these emblems and remember that your son you sent on this earth to die on a, that cross for our sins so we can ever have everlasting life through you. And help us to listen. Listen to your spirit. Get into your word and, and listen to our pastors and our uh, small group leaders and all those that are around us that uh, have good words for us. And help us to just stay on that right path. We just thank you and we praise your name. Amen.
Lion King. I like that. That's kind of cool. Uh, let's go ahead, and uh, there's no youth group tonight. Let's dismiss the kids tonight. Just want to remind you of that as you leave. Okie doke, gang. It is, uh, oh, there's a bunch of people going. Delayed response. Okay. Well, uh, first of all, I want to just encourage you to continue to pray for all the folks in our church and our family that are uh, going through it. And uh, they're, they're just a list. We'll talk about them at the end, but just keep praying. And uh, there's so many people that are struggling. And, um, and uh, if you're not struggling, good, good. Keep, uh, keep praying for others. And uh, if you are struggling, keep your eyes on Jesus and reach out as you need us. Let's pray. God, I thank you for our church. I thank you for your word. I just pray today that um, you would uh, help us keep our eyes focused on you because as we look around, um, it's so easy to get discouraged. We look at circumstances. Uh, we don't want to be circumstantial people. We want to be people who live, um, who just live on knowing what you've done in the past, knowing what you're doing for us right now, and knowing what you're going to do for us in the future. We love you, and just uh, pray you'll open our eyes up these next few minutes to some things that, that you want to bring to our attention, and then God help us to move towards those, those things that you want us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to continue to remind you that the next two or three weeks are really important around uh, this time of year because people... Uh, do are more receptive to thinking about going to church. And so if you have some friends that you uh, spend time with, encourage them to come to church. If not here, somewhere. But encourage them to go to church and uh, to come with you. The next several weeks, uh, people seem to be just a little bit more open to that. And we have uh, two opportunities for you to be a part of that here at our church. Uh, we do Good Friday service, and that'll be at 6.30 on the Friday before Easter. And then, of course, we do a full day on Easter, starting with breakfast in the morning and then eating with the egg hunt for our kids. And so uh, be sure and be a part of that. Try to be a part of that. Well, I told you we are going to do uh, talk about different kinds of faith all the way up to Easter. So today we're going to talk about faith that surrenders, a faith that surrenders. Surrender is a hard word for us because we don't like that word so much, surrender. Uh, literally means that you have to kind of give up. You have to kind of give up your will. You kind of have to give up uh, what you're thinking. You kind of have to give up uh, your place, your your spot, and say, I surrender. Surrendering is probably, uh, for a human being, is one of the hardest things that there is. We start out with a story today uh, in Luke 7. Uh, it's told by Jesus, and it's a uh, a very uh, succinct story that has uh, a lot of meaning to it. I'm just going to tell you the, the abridged version of it today, and then we'll, we'll get into our lesson. Luke uh, 7 talks about, uh, it says one day that a, a Roman army uh, guy, official, he was an officer, came to Jesus and he said, I have a servant that's very ill. In other words, I got a problem, Jesus. How many of us have ever started our day like that? 
I got a problem, Jesus. I have a problem. And the problem is I got a servant who's very ill. In fact, he's, he's paralyzed and he's sitting around suffering in bed. And it, it's, it's very hard. So Jesus says, I'll go to your house. I'll go to your house and, and, and I'll heal him. What a, what a great offer. But the Roman officer says, no, Lord, you, you don't need to do that. I understand authority and I understand that uh, I'm not even worthy for you to come to my house because you're you and I'm me. So here's what I, I want you to understand. I know about this thing called submission. I know about authority because I'm a Roman officer. And if I tell my people to do something, they do it. And if they don't do it, there's a problem. So I understand authority. So here's what I need you to do, Jesus. Very simple. Don't come to my house. Just say the words. Just say the words. And I understand that he'll be healed. Jesus looked at him and said, that's the greatest faith I've seen in all of Israel. The greatest faith that I've seen in Israel. For you to say that. You don't have to come to my house. You don't have to show up. You don't have to do anything. Just say the words. Say the words. The greatest faith. Why is that the greatest faith? Because faith and surrender, obedience are interlocked. Listen to me, church. Faith and obedience are interlocked. What you believe and how you live it out and how you do it goes hand in hand in hand. Deuteronomy says this, 533. Follow all the directions the Lord has given you then life will go well for you. Follow the directions the Lord has given you, and life will go well for you. Some of you today, you look at that verse and you go, my life is not going so well. <laughs> then maybe there's some things that God has for you today. God is very, very specific. And he, he, he has very specific things that he asks us to do. And I've got a whole list here. Go ahead and bring it up. And it, it should, um, of things that he says, look what it, I'm just going to read these. I'm not going to spend any time talking about it, but I just want to tell you about some of the things that God says to us in his word. Just run-of-the-mill, everyday things. It says this, God blesses those who obey him. God saves those who obey him. The Lord watches over those who obey him. The Lord takes care of those who obey him. You help all those who obey you. God gives us what we ask for because we obey his commands. Starting to get a pattern here? <laughs> God, Keep God's laws and you will live longer. Those who obey the Lord lack nothing good. Those who obey him have all they need. That is such a, a just a very beginning list of, of what God says that the church is to do. Obedience, surrender, is the premise to his promise. If you surrender, he will do those things. Those things will come about in your life. God gives us these rules. He gives us these commands behind and, and all these things. They're not suggestions. They're not just, you ought to try that. They're commands. They're commands. And it doesn't ex he doesn't have to explain why. And that's where we live our lives, most of us. We, we want to know why. Why do we have to do that? 
And sometimes those commands sound a bit unfair. Sometimes we disagree vehemently with the things that God asks ask of us to do. Here's the truth. We all bulk at the idea of, of this idea of this, this idea of surrender. Because there's one very simple reason. We're human. We're human. And we don't like anybody telling us what to do. Right? Come on. We don't like people telling us what to do because it kind of just gets under our skin. Well, who are you? You're telling me what to do. Who, who, who are you? You see, our country was founded especially because someone tried to tell us what to do. And so we said, up yours. And we, we came at them and we said, we'll show you. And we've spent the last 200 years bulking against anybody trying to tell us what to do. And we put a government in place, and now that government's there, and we don't like the government. It's nothing new. It was back in the Bible all the time, all the way back from the, from the, the very early books of the Bible. You see that the people say, we want somebody to tell us what to do, so let's raise up a king. We don't want to just listen to you, God. We need somebody that's here. And so here's old King Saul. We hate Saul. Why do we got to have Saul? Saul's here. Why? We don't want Saul. And so they spend a whole uh, book getting rid of Saul. They spend books and chapters of, of saying, well, let's get another leader. And they get the other leader. We don't like that leader. And they overthrow the leader and they get mad. It just goes on and on and on. Where did that come from? It didn't just come from back then. It started back with Adam and Eve. If you think about it, Adam and Eve are sitting here in the garden. They're in this idyllic, incredibly climate-controlled thing where there's no mosquitoes, where there's no cancer, where there's no death, where there's no pains, where there's no, you know, you're, you're sitting there and you're going, oh, I just, I can't even move. No, it, it's that, it's that, this life that's perfect. And God says to them, one condition, one rule. Leave that tree alone. And they're going, what? Why? Why? And so Adam and Eve <laughs> get themselves kicked out of the garden because they question. It is no wonder. It is no wonder why we all struggle with surrender. It is no wonder you struggle with obedience. It is no wonder you struggle with with the things that you struggle with with each other each and every day. And so the question that becomes is this. This is what every Jesus-following person has to struggle with. Will I be blessed by obeying what God says, even if I don't understand it? And even if I don't agree with it, because many of you do not agree with the stuff that God has laid down, or you'd be doing it. Many of you live your lives contrary. Even though you know God says not to do something, you do it anyway. God tells you to do so many things, and we question everything. And we not only question it, we just say to you, God, eh, we don't care. So what? I'll live my life. I've done what Jesus asked me to do. I put my faith in him. That's enough, right? I don't know. 
submitting to God, surrendering to God, his principles, listen, it's a demonstration of your faith. It is a it is a incredible little um, a, a wonderful um, movie that says to other people, you believe in a God. And so many of us we struggle with that. God's promises to us are if you obey, you get some rewards. There's some rewards. You get peace, you get patience, you get comfort, you get a, a life that's not so stressed. And here many of us sit today. So I want to talk about four adverbs, four adverbs today, words that, that kind of give us some things that God wants us, how he wants us to surrender. So that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to, do, I'm going to give you four adverbs of surrender, and then we're going to go home. So here it is, the first adverb. Surrender to his word and his authority quickly. Surrender to his word and his authority quickly. Surrender means I put myself under his plan, not mine. Did you hear what I said? Surrender means I put myself under his plan, not mine, because my plan often gets me in trouble. You don't delay, and the adverb there is quickly. You don't, you don't just put it off. You don't procrastinate. You don't make excuses <laughs> like the old Nike thing. You just do it. You just do it. Look at the screen on, on uh, 119. Psalms 119.32 says this. I will quickly obey your commands. Without delay, I hurry to obey your commands. When it comes to submitting to God, there's just so many things that don't make sense. Right? Say yes, right? The word says we're to lose ourselves to win. What? The word says you want to be first, be last. It doesn't make sense. Why should I do that? Because he said. God sometimes asks us to just do things. And you know what our first response always is, is why? Why? And he says, because I say so. I don't owe you an explanation. God doesn't owe any of you. What, what audacity it is for a pea brain like me to tell God what he should or shouldn't do. You ever thought about it like that? And yet every day, every one of us, God, I don't care what you say. I'll do it anyway. I'll do what I want to do. Pretty audacious to do that. We do stuff like saying, I don't feel like forgiving that person. They hurt me. I will not forgive them. We do stuff like saying, I I'm going to keep doing that affair. I'll, I'll keep going with that person. I'll keep ignoring my wife's needs. I'll keep ignoring my husband's needs. I'll keep ignoring what God has told me to do. He's told me to water my grass at my house, but 
And that, no, he doesn't, he's not talking to me. He's not talking to me. We say these kinds of things, and I, I, I just wonder what God says. I wonder what he thinks when he hears our response to some of the things that, that he's laid down for us. To which I would say these very kind words. Who cares what you feel? Really, who cares what you feel? You do what's right anyway, every time. I, I've drilled this into my family. I've tried to, to talk to as many of you about this as I can. This is a one saying that I've had since I've been a young man. There's never a wrong time to do the right thing. And yet so many of us struggle with it. Should I tell the truth? There's always, it's always the right time to do the right thing. It is always, but they're going to get upset. It doesn't matter. It's always the right time. It is always the right time to do the right thing. We are to do it quickly. That's the adverb. Surrender quickly. The second adverb that I want to tell you is this. Surrender to him totally. Surrender to him totally. Not just instantly, not just immediately, but totally. You don't say, I'll take this part of what he says, and I'll leave this part here. And yet that's what we do. We dissect Jesus' words, and we say, I like this, but I don't like this. I want him to provide for me, but I don't want to do anything for him. I don't want to give him his. I'll keep mine. See, that, that, that's not total. Psalms 119.4 says, Lord, you gave your orders to be obeyed completely. That's another word for totally. Proverbs 3.5, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. And that's what we're doing. That doesn't make sense. How many times have you ever said that? That didn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> doesn't have to. How audacious of you to question the one who made you. What an idiot we are. What idiots we are to question the manufacturer. But yet we do it in life with stuff. And we do it with our own bodies, our own minds. And we disregard the manufacturer's recommendations no we his commands that he asked us to do to totally give him what he's asked us to do in order to do this you got to understand if you're going to be a total if you're going to have a total surrender there's two things that have to happen one is this god's standard of right and wrong never changes it doesn't change whether time changes whether culture changes his standard of right and wrong is the same today today He's the same every day. It doesn't change because the majority of people says it changes. And number two, God has a way bigger view than you. God sees much farther ahead than you do. He sees things you can't see. Listen, church, your job is not to decide whether God's law is right or wrong. Your job is to act it out. That's it. Act it out. 
When Satan came to Eve in the Garden of Eden, his first temptation was this. Did God really say that? <laughs> Did God really say that? Come on. Look at it. Look around. Look at all the great stuff you got here. Why in the world would he just say that one tree? I know the Bible says I'm supposed to do, but why? Why? Does that really apply today, you know, 2023? You know, we've, we've evolved and we've become so, so cool and modern and we got this. And, you know, that was back in the crusty old age. Yeah, just, that's dumb. Let me tell you what love is. Listen up really good. Listen, listen. Love is when you say, I'll do it the way you want it done. That's love. Love is saying, I'll do it the way you want it done. And God is perfect. God is perfect. He never makes a mistake. And when you love and you trust God, you say, I'll not only obey you, but I'll obey the way that you say to do it. When you want me to do it, I'll do it for the right reason. Even if I am conflicted, even if I am confused, even if I don't understand, I'll do it anyway. I trust you. Surrendered faith is trusting God in the details. And many of us, we don't like that. We don't agree with it. We're like, mm, not so much. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure it out on your own. Your thinking is very rarely right. If you are faithful in the little things, it means you trust him in the big things. Most of us here, I've said this a thousand times, you don't have any doubt that when your time is up, when God calls your number, you're probably going to go to heaven. Now, I know some of you have little doubts, but for the most part, you trust him for that. But do you trust him with the other stuff while you're here living the life. He says so many things. And he says them for our benefit. He doesn't say it to keep us from getting stuff, good things happen. He says it to protect us. He says it because he loves us. He says it because he knows the right things to say and to do. That's so important. Number three, another adverb. Surrender to him joyfully, joyfully. Two verses, Psalms 100 and Psalms 119 say this. Obey him gladly, and I find pleasure in obeying your commands. Said no one ever. Said no one ever. Because back to what we said, we're very, we're human beings. And we question everything, including our Creator. How 
can it be enjoyable to obey God? How in the world is that possible? Number one, because God is going to give you fewer problems. Some of you have got a gaggle of problems in your life, and a lot of them be because God has told you stuff to do. You know what to do, and you're not doing it. And you're wondering why your life is a friggin' mess. It's because he's not going to do anything else until you work out the details of the things he's told you already to do. It's so important to understand that. And you know what gives you a good picture of that? Those of you that aren't married, I'm sorry for just a minute. I want to talk to married people. Marriage is a good picture of our relationship with God. In marriage, the longer you live, the more you should know what offends or grieves your spouse. Now, a lot of us in here are pretty much straight-up idiots, and we, we just, we, we don't, we don't get it. I got a case in point, I got I to rat on myself. The other night, Brenda came in, and she was... 44 years, David's got 50, I'm at 44. And uh, she was, she just started talking, I'll put it that way. I'm trying to be real careful here. She started talking, and she's telling me things. And I listen, and I listen for a while, and I, it, it comes in, and all of a sudden, it kicks in my mind, I can fix that. I can fix that, I got it. And I, I know that I was going to, I was stepping into a bear trap the minute I did that. I know that, because I've done it a billion times before, and I'm like, honey, I can protect you from that. Here's what we need to do. This, 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 and this. And I was adamant about, oh, let's don't do that, okay? And she's like, honey, I just need you to listen. I just need you to listen to me. Just listen let me gripe, let me gritch, let me just get it out. And when I do, I'll be okay. But, but I can protect you from it. I can stop you from going through it. It doesn't matter. I just need you to listen. See, we, we know what to do. But we step in it anyway, don't we? We know that there's so many things that we do. We know that we can prevent an argument. You know the minute... You, you said those words, how many times have you said those, whatever words your words are, and they come out and you want to go, oh man, come back in here, and you want to put them back in, and then you know you're in for it, because it's going to be a, it's going to be a row. So hard, and, and, and that's this, this thing, this thing of joyfully, you, ha you have to understand that if you're with this person, that you have to learn from your mistakes. And we don't learn from our mistakes. We don't learn from them. And that's the same way it is with Jesus and with God. When you walk with the Lord God, you enjoy doing the right thing. You enjoy keeping His commands. You do it because you love them. You do it because you know it's what's best for you and them. You know how God measures your love? Do you know how God measures your love? It is not by what you say. It is not by, oh, I love you, God. I praise you, God. I give you my tithes and my offerings. That is none of it. 
God measures your love by your obedience, by a surrendered faith. He measures how much you love him by how you love him. If you want the blessings of God in your life, <laughs> submit totally, joyfully, and lastly, the last adverb, continually. Just keep doing it over and over and over. And here's what I want to say. Life is not a, it's not a 50-yard dash for most of us. It's a long haul. It can be long and it can be short. You know, I woke up this last year and I'm going, I was at this church for 20 years and it went like that. But it's also, you've got to understand, it is short, but it is also long. And, and as long as God has you here, he has stuff that he wants you to do. He wants you to make choices and he wants you to do it every day. And it's, it's something that, it's not just a one-time shot. It's not just, I trust you, God, with my life. Here's my life. Take my life. I know I'm saved. That's a bunch of bull. It's every day saying to God, here I am, continually pouring myself out before you, continually surrendering myself to you, continually saying, you're in charge and I'm not. Because if you don't do that, you wake up one day and you realize he isn't in charge. And that's where some of you are today. You woke up this morning and you walked in this place and you've been re-reminded re that you've been running your life. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. This is where we're going to go. And, and to God. I don't care if he says to get married. I'm not going to get married. We'll live together and do the, whatever we're going to do. I don't care. Don't, don't ask me to do the things that are right. Don't ask me to do that. You have a choice. You have a choice. To live for him continually. Psalms 119 says it this way. I am determined to obey you until I die. Have you said that? Well, maybe you did. If you've not made that determination that you're going to obey him until the day you die, you and God have a problem. I don't care if you gave him your life years and years ago. You better have decided that. I'm going to obey him until the day I die. I've made the choice. I've made the choice to totally totally obey him we say well why doesn't God just tell me what to do why didn't he just speak like he does to, to, to all the Old Testament people and some of the New Testament why doesn't he just say Jeff do this well <laughs> I'll tell you why he hasn't told us because you're not already doing what he's told you to do there's stuff that he's told you to do and you're not doing it. Every one of us. Me too. God doesn't play games where you say, God, tell me what to do and then I'll decide whether to do it or not. See, our kids do that. We do that. But that's not, <laughs> that's not how God works. I'm telling you, do 
what he's told you to do a long time ago, and then see what he tells you to do next. Well, I haven't heard from God for a long time. Could be a reason. He hasn't said nothing to me. He's quiet. Okay. I think do the little things, and he'll tell you the other things. Faith without action is dead, church. You may be sitting here, and you may have walked in here today thinking that you and God are okay, and you're buddies, and you're good to go, and it's all good. None of us got tomorrow for sure. So what I'm asking you to do today is to do an evaluation of you, not your spouse, not your mom and dad, you, you. This is the most basic, fundamental thing of Christianity that there ever could be because it started all the way back in the garden. <laughs> one tree. What's your one tree today that God wants you to start at? The one tree he's told you and told you and told you and you keep doing it. And you keep disobeying and you know it. And you know it. Not everybody who claims to be a Christian is a Christian. Look what this verse says. Matthew 7.21 I have a hard time with this sometimes because it gets me. Not all people who sound religious are really godly. They may refer to me as Lord, but they still won't enter heaven. It's tough. The decisive issue. I'll let you read it. That's the decisive issue. Do you obey the Father? And we can sit here and we can we can debate all day. Once saved, always saved. I know all those things that's going through some of your heads. You're going, well, Jeff, what are you saying? I'm just saying. Matthew 7, not all people who sound religious are really godly. I'm okay. I'm okay. Okay. Let's see. Let's pray as the band comes. Jesus, thank you for your word. I don't know what else to say. I trust you. I trust that the people you need to talk to right now, you talk to. I pray the people that need to hear from you in love hear from you. I pray the people who need to recommit to you totally, completely, quickly, you get those people's attention right now. Father, we love you. We trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Tree bending beneath.
that song is, is that it kind of sums up everything that we just talked about. The reason that we obey is because we can trust him because he loves us. It's a perfect love. It's a love that has our best interest in it. We don't understand that love because our love for each other is sometimes conditional. <laughs> it's on the fact that our spouse loves us back or our kids love us back. And it, the best thing for that is to, is to be parents because when you think about it, when you're a parent and the kids are young and they're in your life, you give and you give and you give and you give and they don't really love you back. Some they do, some they don't. And it's, and it's like they give and, and you give and you give and you give and they, they kind of ignore you until they figure it out. And that's how we are with God. God just loves us. You love your kids with that perfect love, that love that says no matter whether you're an axe murderer, I'm still going to love you, kid. No matter what you are, I'm going to love you in spite of it. And that's how God is with you. That's why it is so, so important to get that, uh, I, that concept of who God is. Because that's why we obey. Not because we should be fearful about going to hell. Not should we, it, we do it because he loves us. He loves us so much. Thank you guys for singing that. I just preached my whole lesson right again there. A um, couple things I want to go over, uh, prayer things, and then one thing, and then I'll let Abby uh, do her thing. Keep, keep Beth Nontel in your prayers. She is uh, going through some testing and got some procedures coming up, and it's all to do with cancer and things like that. So keep Beth in your prayers. Lois King had a, a knee surgery uh, the other day, uh, replacement, and she, I believe, is doing okay. Uh, and then the McFadden family uh, had their... Uh, buried their mother the other day so just be with them it's a family of eight uh, eight kids and so they're they're going through a, a hard time too and all the people that knew them and then of course the, the richardson's tonight as uh, they have their service here uh, four to six if you'd like to come and and just uh, tell those guys you love them and give them a hug and and uh, bring a firework and that'll make yancey uh, a little bit uh, you know shoot it off or Shoot at his cars. I know, don't shoot at his car, but do, do, do something like that. But there, there's nothing that's going to make them. Just, just come and just tell them you love them because nobody wants to go through what they're going through right now. So that's tonight here, and then the service is at 6. My wife is going through a really, she, for 60, well, I don't want to tell you how old she is, but she's never taken hydrocodone, and she took it last night. She took a full pill, and she was higher than a kite. So don't, <laughs> I hope you're not watching. So um, she has a foot issue, and so uh, it's, she can't even walk. And so be with, uh, just pray for her, too. I'd, I'd like a little extra prayer on that. Lastly, um, uh, Abby's going to talk about this, but I want to make sure you understand this. Right after the service, in about 10 minutes, we're going to have a, a short meeting back in the 4th in the, uh, through 8th grade room. And this is not just if you've already signed up. This is you can still sign up. This summer, July and August, we're going to do two days, a Friday and a Saturday, two, uh, one in July and one in August, and we're going to do a Mission Franklin kind of a thing. We were going to go to Jamaica this year. It didn't work out. We're going next year. That's still on the, on the books. We're, we're heading towards that. But what we're going to do is we're going to do two days, in, uh, and we're trying to pair it up. So all you have to do is take off a Friday. So if, you're on, if you, you'll be off Friday and then come in on Saturday. So we're looking for people who will cook. We're going to go in the community. We're going to do things in the community. We're going to do things at the hub. We're going to do things here at the church. We're going to do things uh, all over Johnson County, those two days, Friday and Saturday. 
And so if you'd like, uh, to, if you haven't signed up for that or you haven't been coming to the mission things, that's what that mission meeting is going to be in about 10 minutes. Okay, so please be back there. Here's Abby. Thank you for coming today. God bless you. Good morning, Impact Christian Church. My name is Abby Lucas, and I just have a few announcements about what is going on here at ICC. Tonight, there is no youth group for this week or next week for spring break, so there's no need to put the chairs up after service. Tonight, there is a showing for the Richardson family from 4 to 6, and 6 o'clock is the start of the service. If you are interested in any upcoming missions trips for either this summer or next summer, please make sure you stay with us after service and meet us in the 4th through 8th grade room, also known as the Green Room. April 7th at 6.30, we're going to be having a Good Friday service here at the church, so please make sure you bring a friend, and it's a fantastic way to kickstart our Easter weekend. On April 9th, we're going to be having our Easter service here at Impact Christian Church. At 8.45, we're going to be having a breakfast. 10 o'clock is going to be the start of our worship and sermon. And at 11.20, we're going to be having an Easter egg hunt from kids from 2 to 14. Well, I see, see, that is all the news I have for you. I hope you have a blessed and awesome week, and we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Like a wildfire in my heart Sunday morning, hallelujah And it's lasting all week long Can you hear it? Can you feel it? It's the rhythm of the gospel song When you choose it, you can lose it There ain't no